Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Welcome back to Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. I'm Erica, and this is my first show by myself, but Bess is here in spirit. We have a special episode planned as usual, and our special guest tonight is Cheetah Chrome from the Dead Boys, um, a fucking punk rock icon. So it was an absolute honor to interview him, and I can't wait to share that interview with you guys. Um, I'd like to talk about a couple things that have been going on since we last spoke. I'm still working on my album with my friend James, and it's coming along, and it's almost done, and I'm really excited, and I'm hoping for a, um, a release next year, um, hopefully in January or February. Uh, and it's definitely going to be on vinyl, so stay tuned and stay up to date with my websites to know when that's happening. And also, I've been busy working on getting fun special guests to interview to keep the show going. One of the people that I reached out to was uh, Paris Hilton, <laughs> and if you don't know who that is... Um, I don't know how to explain it to you, except she's hilarious. <laughs> but basically, I reached out to her um, because I thought it would be just really fun to interview her. She's, it's funny because she seems like one of those people that always kind of played the media and just played dumb. But she's actually quite the businesswoman, and, you know, she's um, part of the Hilton throne, if you will. <laughs> so um, she's a businesswoman, and I think at the end of the day that she's just having fun being who she is <laughs> and I thought it would have been really fun so I reached out to her people and um I just wanted to share the rejection letter because it was the nicest rejection letter I think I've ever gotten so it said hi Erica thank you for reaching out unfortunately Paris is not available to participate as you can imagine she received so many great requests but cannot accommodate all to her busy schedule thanks for thinking of her all the best <laughs> so I thought that was really nice um especially you know you never know if people are even going to respond to you when you reach out to people's publicists. So that was probably the nicest rejection letter I've gotten, I would say. Um, but I just wanted to share that for fun. I've been working hard on getting special guests, and uh, we have a really amazing special guest for next month. If you follow me on Facebook, you already know who it is. But if you don't, um, I'm going to keep it a surprise because I'm really excited about it because it's going to be for our Halloween episode that we always do every year. So I'm excited about that. And um, also I want to say out there to anybody that's listening, if you yourself are an artist or musician or actor, actress, or comedian or photographer, anybody doing anything in the, the arts field, um, I'd love to have you on my podcast, whoever you are, to give you free promotion and help you get out there. So, And I love interviewing new people. So if you are part of the arts and want to be on my podcast, please let me know. Um, you can find my contact on my website, which is ericacase.com. So hit me up. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get right to it, though, and I'm going to cut in the amazing interview that I got to share with fucking Cheetah Chrome from the Dead Boys, and uh, I really hope everyone enjoys it because it, he was such a fucking pleasure to interview. He was, he's amazing. <laughs> he's such a great guy, and um, we had a blast talking, and uh, he's just really cool, and I was really lucky to be able to talk to him and, and talk about his career and celebrating his uh band's 40th anniversary of being the dead boys so it's fucking awesome and um i thank him so much for being on my podcast and i hope that you guys enjoy yeah hey, how's hey it going? yeah so how's things up there good are, are you in nashville or are you uh somewhere else I'm, I'm in austin i'm in texas oh dang okay cool yeah i'm not i've got two, two days of hurricane <laughs> so holy crap 
Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty, I just been, you know, up here it's just pretty much been mostly a lot of rain, a lot of wind, but, you know, I got a bunch of leaves to sweep up. I got nothing to complain about. Ran out of gear once. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. I lived in Nashville for like 18 years, and then, um, you know, my my ex-wife, my son still lives there. But I, um, oh, okay. you know, we, we got divorced, and I moved out here after the divorce. Oh, okay. And so I go back there often, but, you know, uh, I live here. Fair enough. Well, if you don't mind, I have uh, a couple little questions I wrote down. Okay. I really appreciate you uh, talking with me, especially since you got a procedure done today. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, no, I really feel bad because I wanted to do it while I was in Nashville, but I didn't have a car. Oh, and okay. I got there, I was like, really, the first week I got there, we just got back from California. I was sick. I got to go. Man, well, it's still got a long thing going on. It wasn't pneumonia, but it was close. Damn. You just and I was in on. bed for the whole first week I was there. And then, oh. um, yeah, so, you know, I'm not used to always traveling, you know? Yeah. So, um, what did it cost? We, we had like a, a, a break in there, and that was it. That's all it took. Yeah. You know, the whole first beginning of the year, I was I was traveling a lot, and then I took a break, and two months didn't go anywhere, and then got to out and get it. <laughs> That sucks. Well, I hope you're going to start feeling better soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I feel fine today. Actually. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were actually pretty good. I mean, it's not like you're not a bad kind of tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, but I totally understand that. I'm glad that we could at least do a, a phone interview, so that's great. Um, yeah. Honestly, I kind of wanted to start with um, how you and uh, Shannon know each other. Well, um, our kids went to school together. Uh, they both went to Franklin Road Academy. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And so we kind of met at uh, one of the birthday parties. That's so cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So I did meet Jack White, too. It was some school function. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, I met him in the library at the FRA. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Of all places. Yeah. Wow. So, um, we, we, you know, we just got to talk, and then when he found out I wasn't going to be touring Rock from the Tombs anymore, um, he brought up the subject of, uh, he wanted to start a label, would I be interested in helping him? Yeah. And so, uh, it went from there, you know, it kind of grew legs and still going. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm real proud of that with that project. Yeah, it's really, really cool, and I really loved uh, your song that you did on the Eddie Arnold tribute album, that was really cool. Oh, thanks, yeah. Yeah. Just, I was a big Tom Waits fan. I actually had Ralph Carney in the studio. I had to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could tell. That's that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. And I thought it was really cool you were on that album in general. Like, I just thought that it was, like, really awesome to put, like, a, a punk rock singer on, like, a, a country album, like, tribute album <laughs> like that. Well, you know what's funny? What's what Shannon, the first thing we talked about was, he wanted to do this tribute to his grandfather, you know, and um, the label, you know, Plowboy. He was a Tennessee Plowboy, so basically the label is like part of his legacy. Right. And, um, you know, it's actually, you know, I don't know if it's run by the state or whatever, but, you know, it's just part of the legacy of Eddie Arnold. So he wanted to do this tribute first off. And he, he, one of the first things, I said, well, you don't want to do a country label, do you? Because I don't know how much I'd be into that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was like, no, no, no. I, you know, I like country, but I like everything, you know? Sure. And, and the way, if anybody likes every kind of music, it's freaking him. 
You know, he, he's the most open-minded person in music I've ever met in my life, I think. <laughs> Shannon likes everything. That's cool, though. He's something, you see something good, and, you know, you see stuff where I see nothing, you know? Yeah. And um, so he's a, he's a good person to bounce ideas and all that off of, because he really does know what he's talking about. Right. But um, he made it clear, you know, you know we, were getting, we started off with a list of people we wanted to get, you know, on the record, and then we kind of... Um, People just started coming together. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, names would pop up, and this person couldn't do it, but this person can. Right. And, um, you know, ended up being really cool. Like getting Frank Black on was, you know, a lucky accident. That was awesome, yeah. You know, Alejandro I've known for years. Um, you know, Chuck Mead's obvious right there in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ended up recording a lot of it at um, Don Cusick, our other partner, because he's a, a professor at Belmont. Oh, okay. Uh, was able to use um, RCA Studio B like the Quantum Hut. Oh, that's awesome. Because it was a legacy project, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like really a, a commercial venture. It was kind of a, you know, I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know? Right. And um, so we were able to get access to those studios that were the original studios in Nashville without, you know, which most people can't use. You know, we had to be in there after hours. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had to be, you know, wait for, sometimes we had to get in there in the afternoon and wait for the tour to leave so we could get started, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, so it was um, it was really neat, but I mean, being in a, you know, being in RCA Studio V recording, you know, like Charlie McCoy doing a harp solo on uh, Chuck Mead's song. It was like, I was, holy shit, I'm like a producer in Nashville, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on this hat. Yeah. You know, awesome. I've been here like 16 years and we were avoided the music business all together and all of a sudden that's my ass on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was pretty cool. And, um, I mean, I, I really, really, really got into that project. I loved it, you know? That was And yeah, the whole thing cool. of just recording it and mixing it. I was in every studio in Nashville, I think, at one point. Wow. And, um, you know, I got to mix some of the, we did all mixing at the Beach House with Mark Nevers. I don't know if you know who that is. I'm not familiar. Um, well, he's a uh, best pair of ears in Nashville, and um, the studio just got bought. Um, he had this old house uh-huh. over behind Zanies oh. with, with a really cool studio in it, and they, he just finally gave up and sold out to the developers. Mm-hmm. You know, good, good for him. He held out, and he probably got a lot of money, so they <laughs> yeah. built a better studio now. But it, it turned out, you know, better than I expected. It was just really a labor of love for me, you know? Yeah. I really got into Eddie Arnold, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's one of my favorite artists. And, I mean, obviously, like, I wanted to interview you. So I love punk music. That's kind of like, I don't know. It's really hard for me because I bounce back and forth between being so in love with punk and then so in love with country, which I know that country is not your thing by any means. But <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because when I, you listen to it, like, I remember Eddie Arnold when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this guy, yeah, my mom liked him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and then you and listen to the records, so I was promoting my, myself with the songs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, what a funny voice, you know? And you realize, that, like, in the early 60s, it was him, the Beatles, and Elvis. Right. Those are the three top sellers, you know? That's true, yeah. He definitely was one of those classics that you always kind of just remember from that time, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to focus on the, the earlier stuff before he, um, you know, got with the suit and the strings and all that. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to, um, he wanted to get with the. He had his favorite songs he wanted to do. But he wanted to focus on a lot of the, you know, the rougher stuff. You yeah. know, like you said, behind all those strings, there's a kick-ass country band. Oh yeah, for sure. 
you know, he's, he's all, he actually wanted to get a hold of some of the masters and take all the strings off so you could hear the kick-ass country band. That's cool. You know, but, well, I don't think RCA, whoever owns the masters isn't ready to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. That's how things go, I guess. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, they're still, the 70s record business is still there. <laughs> you know, as long as there's a dying to be freaking wrung out of it, they're going to they're gonna milk it. Right. Well, that's so cool. Um, I'm glad to know all of that. And that's really cool how you guys met and, and how you guys came together on that project. And um, that's cool that you guys are doing Plowboy Records like as a team. I, I wasn't sure about um, that you were so involved with that. So that's awesome. Yeah, well, I'm not like, I'm not involved with the daily, you know, um, running of the company at all anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm an artist on the label now, right. and um, I guess I'm one of the figureheads, you know. But I'm like, uh, you know, Shannon and uh, my manager Ben are running the label now. I, I, I don't have that. It got to a point where you know I was reading contracts and approving artwork. There was always lots to do. <laughs> it's not, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, well, that's really awesome. Um, so, obviously, since you're, you know, Cheetah Chrome, I definitely want to talk about the Dead Boys, of course. Well, yeah, we are about to. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> I guess, obviously, I did some, some research and some reading, and um, I kind of just wanted to start with, so, did you kind of just, like, love horror? Is that how you guys came up with the name, the Dead Boys? Because I know you guys used to be called uh, Rocket from the Tombs. Well, yeah, um, actually, uh, David, uh, David Yersmer met the Rock from the Tombs for the movie, uh, like a bad B horror movie that, like, three minutes long that David made some college project. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and never, nobody's ever seen it, <laughs> but <laughs> it supposedly exists. <laughs> and um, that was... Uh, you know, that was about the only connection between it. The Dead Boys came from the first line of Down of Flames. Okay. It was Dead Boy, Dead Boy Run Scared. Right. And um, Stu, all of a sudden, he was shaving one day. He came out, and we were trying to think of a name for the band. He came out, he was Dead Boys. Nice. And I said, yes! <laughs> Hell yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it made sense. We've been thinking about some really bad names, too. Yeah. So we were we were racking our you know racking our brains trying to come up with a good name, and there it was. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where that came from. But yeah, we were all fans of horror movies up until that you know right. the slasher films kind of bored all of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, we got to that. You know, I like to, we, we like we grew up on Boris Karloff and you know Lon Chaney and you know Bela Lugosi, you know, and nice. the subtle stuff, you know. Right. Yeah, I love all those classic films. Yeah. Those are the, you know, the classics. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think it was definitely perfect because you guys were definitely known as, like, the, the rowdiest punk band in that era. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I guess we were. I mean, I don't know, I'm told. We, I, we were doing what we did. We were doing what we were going to do anyway. So. Right. It definitely seemed that way to you me. Know? I mean, I that's how I felt about it, just from, from reading and then, you know, things I've watched and listened to. Um I also uh, read that um, Sire Records kind of like was pressuring you guys to be sort of more tame. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were like sort of pressuring us. They called us in the office. Seymour Shine called us in his office. Yeah, he called us back from tour. Oh. 
Like, we were in the middle of a tour. He Whoa. called us back from the tour, canceled the rest of the tour. Oh, my God. And said, you know, look, you guys, uh, you know, I bet my money on punk rock, and I was wrong to do that. Uh, punk's like a flash in the pan. And uh, if you guys want to continue with the label, we're going to need you to, you know, change your style of music, change your, your image, and possibly change the name of the band. Wow. And one member, well, I won't say who, um, said, now, what do you mean, Seymour? Now, I just looked at him and said, you guys are going to listen to this shit? <laughs> and I said, well, if you're going you're to entertain this, get another guitar player. And I walked out of the office, and that was the end of the dead boy. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, they definitely, I mean, they broke up the band. So, were you, were you on board about breaking up, or were you pissed? Oh, I was pissed. I thought if we, I thought I thought we should change labels. I didn't think we should change a damn thing yeah, about the band. I thought, I thought, yeah, we fucking let us out of our contract. Seymour will take someplace else, you know. Right. Well, why didn't that happen? Why didn't you guys just change labels? Because you know, it's a lot of things. There was, you know, um, you know, Blitz had been stabbed. We've been off the road for a while. Sure. It took us a while to get our momentum back up, back up, back up. Oh, yeah. um, we recorded the second album. We're getting ready to tour, then Johnny got stabbed. Like, yeah. you know, and so we had to postpone the tour for like four or five months, you know? Yeah. And when we got going again, you know, various people, you know, we'd been sitting around New York with nothing to do, so, you know, on the, you know, I mean, I developed a few drug problems, other people, you know, just wandered off. When we came back together, there wasn't as cohesive a unit as it was, and kind of the, the unity was gone, you know. Sure. And uh, looking a little bit of self doubt had crept in, you know. So that's what I think it was. I mean, everybody was kind of like we were sure, you know. They were scared. I mean, the second tour was, you know, hell on wheels. I mean, we were playing great, but it was a lot of you know debauchery and you know <laughs> infighting and crap like that going on too behind the scenes. So we were arguing like we've never argued before, things like that. Yeah. To do factions and form things like that, you know. Yeah, well, that really sucks. That's a, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it did. Cause I mean, I thought you know if we just started stuck to stuck together, like a, you know as a gang, like we always been, and just stuck to our guns and just told Sire to fuck off and taking yeah. it to another label, I think we would have been fine. Yeah, definitely. So, so that means you guys were on Sire at the same time as the Ramones. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, we were a tax write-off for the Ramones. <laughs> they would use our they would use our expenses to write off, you know, and uh, basically write it off to so write off on taxes so they could spend more money on the Ramones. Damn, the Ramones are friends, you know, friends up until each one died. I mean, just, you know, the ones that are alive still want friends, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're you know they're one of my favorite bands. I interviewed uh, CJ last year. Yeah, no, they're all great guys, you yeah. know, and uh, CJ's as much of a Ramon as any of them was, you know? Yeah, definitely. He's such a great guy, too. Yeah, he is. And I mean, there was, you know, he was a great choice for the, at the time. I mean, they, you know, yeah. he did a great job. Absolutely. So, um, that leads me into to my next question. Um, being on, especially since you were on the same label and stuff, what was it like, like, being a part of that iconic part of, music that iconic time of punk music what was that like to be like a part of that well you know it was 
it was kind of it was cool looking back on it. I mean, coming out of the sixties, I mean, it was like such great music growing up when I was a kid. You know, and it's sort of like blurring all my music, and yeah. you know, there was such an amazing period. And then punk just kind of set that idea, mm-hmm. and then there was this incredible second wave of good music. You know, yeah, yeah, it only lasted a few years, but um, really, you know. It stood the test of time just as much as anything did in the 60s, you know? And everybody thought at the time it was going to be a flash in the pan, it was going to go away, but, you know, I think as, as much as the music, it was the fashion, it was the artwork, I mean, there's some great posters, some great flyers, some great, you know, iconic images from back then, too, yeah. that, um, you know, it stand up, you know, just as much as anything the Beatles did, you know? Yeah, definitely. So... Um, you know, it's, it's definitely, I think Agnes really has much of an impact since the hardcore series held it and hair battle shows held it. I mean, they did for 10 years, but where is it now? Right. You know, they're all doing their fucking ARP, ARP tours, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just so... See, we're not doing an ARP tour. We're doing our own tour. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not sponsored by ARP. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, well, that's so cool. Oh, remember! Oh, remember! <laughs> oh my god! You know what? What's funny? This is random, but it just made me think of it. I uh, I was surfing around the web and surfing around on Instagram, and um, I came across this video of this party backstage with you and uh, Davanian and the Damned from this past. Oh yeah! Week. Yeah. Oh, this was this past summer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Oh, Wait. I'll send me that. I haven't ever seen that. It was just somebody's random video <laughs> that they took. Oh. That I stumbled upon just by uh, tags. Uh, were you touring with them? Or just hanging out? No, no. They, like, they were just playing in Austin. And I was, you know, I had lucky enough to be in town to catch them. That's awesome. Yeah, because it was actually really weird because like, Rock Matoons was playing the same night. And I had to go over to play a couple songs with Devin and just zip back over to catch the band. <laughs> nice. That's so cool. Well, that was nice because like, the first time i seen Dave and Cap in freaking probably 20 years. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was a nice reunion. Yeah, we had a good time. That's so cool. Yeah, they're, uh, man, I, I fucking love the damn, so. Um, oh, those are, those are the best friends I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. All of them. They're right down, they're all, all four of the original guys right down to just day. They're all like brothers to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Brian and me were born the same day. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so, so cool. like so every every birthday, you know, the first thing I wake up to is an email from Brian James, and you know, it was she was fucking grown. <laughs> that's awesome. It was Brian fucking James, you know? <laughs> right? That's so cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. I uh, I actually. I talked to like some of their people the other day, um, and they said that they would give me an interview once they finished their new album. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think, yeah, those guys are gonna go to the job. They should. They're great. Yeah, I'm excited, um, and I'm excited to hear their new music. I I think it's so cool that um, considering you guys were kind of all like making music around the same time, like you guys are all kind of celebrating your. Uh, like 40th anniversary? Yeah, 40th, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's so cool that that all of you, that, I mean, that are still around are, are kind of celebrating at the same time. It's really cool. Um, yeah, you know, what else? I mean, you know, the one, some of us are lifers and some of us aren't. You know, and the ones that 
aren't have jobs and the ones that, <laughs> right. the ones that are doing what we do, you know? <laughs> right. So um, are you coming out with any new music soon? Um, well, you know, we're going to be doing this, uh, you know, next year's the 40th anniversary of the second record, so we're, we're probably going to be on tour for a while. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, there's going to be new music both for myself, solo, and from the nice. Dead Boys. Okay. I, mean, I was actually postponed the release to do this because it was, um, I was working on some new stuff. Yeah. And I put that on hold because, uh, you know, I'd be no use in competing with myself. I mean, right. that'd be stupid. <laughs> You know, I don't think my solo thing is going to do going to be the Dead Boy here. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm interested to see what's up, what I, what we come up with with the, this new batch of guys too, because uh, you know, Gigi, um he's my guitar player in my solo band. Oh, okay. And he's yeah, he's become a Dead Boy uh, now because he's done such a great job in my solo band. Nice. And um, then um, you know, Jake, I had met Jake before. Uh, February, he, he'd been in a band called the Undead Boys out in uh, Oakland. Oh, damn. That, uh, they did a, they just, they did a Dead Boys tribute, but they dressed like, you know, zombies. Mm-hmm. And okay. had a really cool act. I mean, was, I'd seen <laughs> videos of them. Well, we were going out there. I was like, it turned out Genji knew them. And I was like, well, you know, it's, uh, let's get together with these guys. Maybe have them come up and join us and, you know, have a couple of them, you know. We need a bass player for the gigs. We're out. Oh, the hell, let's get the bass player and the singer to come up and play with us. And they did. They were freaking excellent. I mean, they were like, you know, it was a match made in heaven, you know? That's awesome. And um, Mike, the bass player, couldn't do the tour because he, uh, his wife was pregnant and he didn't want to be spending the first six months of his kid's life on the road, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Which I totally can't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. And so we got Ricky Rapp, my old buddy, on bass. That's so cool. And it all came together very nicely. And, you know, so I love it because, like, Every night we get on stage and I close my eyes. I'm back in 1977. Right, that's fucking awesome. You know, it was that close. I mean, the chemistry, the whole dynamic, so much alike. It's like spooky. That's great. That's a great feeling, though. I'm sure. It is. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's just, but it's just funny because I was just as chaotic and just as uh, it's just it's the same, same attitude, same you know yeah. stuff. <clears throat> but wasn't. You know, if I thought we were just going out there and playing the hits, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. You know, but it actually is like a bunch of fucking misfits coming out. I'd be like, you know, coming <laughs> to town and, and, you know, tearing it up. It's like, just like the old days. So, yeah. how could I not be How could I not be involved? Yeah. Well, that's, that's really great. I also was going to ask, what was it like when Stiv Bader's died? How did that affect you and, and you as like a musician and a band and so on? Oh, I mean, well, it was, you know, really hit me hard because um, I had been um, on an extended period of um, self-abuse to drugs for probably close to a year. Mm -hmm. And Steve and I had been, I had really been doing a whole lot musically except playing gigs in New York. I was in no shape to tour or anything like that. I was keeping myself alive in New York. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve and I had gone out to L.A. I was doing some things out there with um, Jeff Dow. I was able to make it to the coast once in a while. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. uh, we we made plans to get that together. And, you know, we were kind of, you know, Steve was talking to guys in Europe, and we had this <clears throat> loose plan to get together with, uh, and put, put something together. And there was going to be that 
first day I got released, I was like bombed from back in the Mexico with all the Tottenhausen now. Uh, one of the guitar players from the, the Godfathers, and uh, possibly Tony James on bass. We had a couple of different people over in Black Bass. And so Sid was coming into New York within like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. to to start, you know, working on some stuff, writing songs and everything. And I got them all cleaned up and everything. And I was totally expecting, you know, to see Stiv, you know, in a week or two. Yeah. And I, I got back down to New York. <clears throat> and the day after I got back to New York, I thought the next morning, Spacely came over and took me out and bought me about four shots. It was like 10 in the morning and then told me Stiv was dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the only way to tell me though. Well, um, and so it was, uh, you know, it was really, really hard on me. I mean, and I, I, I just, you know, dove into the deep end of the pool, and I was really, I was a mess for, you know, quite a while after that. I mean, I still played and all that, but my heart wasn't in it. Right. And eventually, you know, I uh, ended up feeling about two, three years later, going into a rehab and moving to Nashville. Get my life back together, you know. But um, no, it was affecting me really, really bad. I think I probably got looking back. I think I might have got a little PTSD from it or something, you know. Oh yeah. It was really, it was really hard because he's probably the closest human being to me on the planet, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when you share a band with somebody, and and when you share so much music with someone and a friendship, it's, I mean. It's, it's yeah, I mean, so he was like the brother I never had. I mean, we really were like brothers, you know? Yeah. We used to wake up in the morning and wrestle and shit, you know? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, we really were like brothers. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, tough. it was funny because we used to do that thing like on the, the Inspector Clouseau movies, you know, the, the houseboy, Chinese houseboy tries to sneak up and attack him. We used to do that shit to each other. We'd hide from each other and jump out. <laughs> you know, I, I walk in and not expecting he'd jump out. We get to, I had to fight my way out of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, you know, to have that friendship gone, yeah. really. And then that, it, the thing that really sucked was that you know, Thunders went the next year. Then Jerry went right after him. Yeah. I lost about four or five of my best friends right in the same period of time. That's terrible. No, I'm, I'm just glad that it hasn't happened lately. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about uh, Johnny Thunders as well because I knew that, well, I had seen quite a few pictures of you guys together, too. Yeah, we were, we were really good friends as well. And uh, and Jerry, you know. Right. So it was kind of really, like when Sid died, you know, Johnny and uh, Jerry were the first ones, you know, over to, you know, console me, you know. And uh, we spent a lot of time together all because we were all from close with Stiv. We were all shook up. I definitely, definitely, Stiv was the last guy he thought was going to die. Yeah. You know, here's like three guys trying to kill themselves, and Stiv's the one who died, you know? Right, yeah. We had like survivor's guilt. <laughs> God. Yeah. I mean, it was true. I mean, we, we, that, that was a subject conversation back then. It's like, well, you know, any one of us could go on and, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, so bad because yeah. everybody expects us to die. Well, it's still, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, um, did you get hit by a taxi is what I read? No, I don't know if it was a taxi. It was a car. I mean, it's, it's kind of embellished over the years, but he was waiting for his girlfriend outside of a store. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it wasn't even all that, he was just like, he got knocked over, he hit his head when he fell over, huh. you know, and it wasn't like the guy was going like 40 or something, it was like, you know, it was like 10 miles an hour back into him or something, you know, and knocked him down, but he hit his head, he didn't go to the hospital. God. 
That's just so terrible. Well, I'm sorry that happened, and um, I mean, yeah, but, yeah, me too. But you know, it's been a long time. It's just right. you know, it's funny to think about it all the time, though. Well, yeah. Um, actually, uh, I guess about three weeks ago, my grandmother passed away, and we we did this podcast together. So this has been really tough trying to pick it all back up and carry it on. How long has it been away? It's been about three weeks. Oh, yeah, because I thought you mentioned her. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did um, in the message because uh, she, well, I mean, she was still alive, but um, she had a massive stroke. So basically, uh, she was with us at home pretty much taking her, her last days here. So. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I know that, that's very tough. I lost my mom. She was not in these you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in similar situation. Yeah, so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, I um, when you were mentioning being so close with Stiv and, and stuff and all the music you made together, it, you know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. It made me think of, like, me and my grandmother, we shared so much music together, so it, it's really tough to, to move on and still play music, you know, and, and want to do that. Yeah, but that's what she wanted you to do, and you know, it, it it takes a while, but it gets better. Yeah. You know, the thought of when mom died, but after a while, it was like all all of a sudden, just the good memories kept me going, and I always had those. Right. That, that came that became that became my thought of every time I thought of her. It wasn't a you know a loss; it was about time I spent with her. Right. You know, so that really helps. Yeah, definitely. So I am happy. I'm definitely so happy that we spent so much time together, and then there's so much like recorded that we have together, and so yeah, it's it's good to to be able to look back on those things and be happy about that. Yeah, good. Well, you know, good luck with that. I know it takes a little time, but you know, it will it'll go away. It'll be it'll be, it'll be fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm sorry, your mom passed away too. When was that? Oh, that was like in 2006. Oh, okay. Well, you know. And, so, um, it's been, I've had a little while to get, you know, get used to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to take me some time, but, um, but yeah, you know, over time you, you deal with it better and it, it gets, you know, better. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I guess eventually it just, just becomes you, you value them more than you feel the loss. You know, that's what's, that's when it starts to change. You, you accept it, you know? Right. But Yeah. So, um, transitioning out of that, um, I had a couple last questions. Um, I wanted to talk about Rupert Grant playing you in CBGB. How was that? Oh, that was great. I, I was really happy to find out he was doing it. That's so cool. Because well, my, well, my son and me were big Harry Potter heads, you know. Oh, we, nice. we watched all the movies and we had the video games and, you know, he's, yeah. Ron Weasley was a part of our life, you know. <laughs> right, me too. I'm <laughs> a huge Harry Potter fan. <laughs> You know, when I told him he's going to he said he was going to get to meet you know Ron Weasley and Snape. He was just so thrilled. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it was great. He got to you know got to hang out with both of them, That's and so cool. uh, you know spend a good time, good amount of time with both of them. And they were both great with him, you know. And, That's so cool. Uh, him and Rupert connected, and they had you know had a really really good time. I thought Rupert did a great job. That's awesome. He told me research it on his own. He never talked to me once before he shot the movie. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was I was gonna ask that next, like how that was. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. He uh, he got that all from videos and just studying, you know, old old footage and stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. How much uh, like of a hand did you have in the film itself? 
Um, I was an advisor more on, um, you know, they kind of picked my brain about, you know, different um, details about the dead boys and, you know, kind of the times. Because they were yeah. running with, like, please kill me as a rough, you know, outline. Yeah. <laughs> a big mistake, which is that the things, you know, <laughs> you'd be a whole shaker full of salt reading that book, you know? <laughs> yeah. But um, there's all these people that hadn't gotten any pressing years dishing on each other, you know? Yeah. So they really wouldn't more for like, you know, what kind of amplifiers and, you know, what kind of guitars and, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. You know, you miss little details. Like, right. I didn't drive back then. Yeah. So, you know, when they showed me driving the truck, was not, none of the dead boys would have ever got in a vehicle <laughs> if you drive that back then. They would have been running the other direction. Right. You know? And, so um, funny. you know, they filmed part, a bunch of scenes with Justin Bartha, um, we didn't have a sunglasses on. I was like, well, still, we never would have been caught dead without sunglasses on. Right. <laughs> you know, he took them off on stage. That was about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there was that. was a bit of a little bit, you know, blooper there. But um, they, they tried really hard. Yeah. Um, to get, you know, they really did. You know, they would call me and ask before they filmed the scene. You know, like, can you go this way or that way or, you know? Yeah. So um, it was um, they, they tried, and I think mean, their heart was in the right place. I think everybody expected to hate the movie. Mm-hmm. First off, if they weren't going to be in it enough. Second off, if they <laughs> uh, it wasn't a gritty documentary, you know, it wasn't like a you know make a lunch or something. You know, I mean, it was. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, the movie was about Hillary. It wasn't really about CBGBs. It was right. kind of a. You know, and the thing was, everybody's kind of pissed. Why the dead boys in it so much? Why the dead boys in it so much? They're most of the animal. Well, Hilly didn't manage them out. Yeah. He, he managed us. You know what I mean? So we were actually a, more of a part of CBGBs than any of the New York bands because, you know, our money was tied up with it. You know? Right. <laughs> we, were, we, we were the only band in New York that had any money in CBGBs. The rest of them were all just playing there. That's true. You know, I mean, dead boys' money, dead boys money paid for that fucking PA. <laughs> you know, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know, there's a reason we were in it. Right. Um. Well, I'm glad to get your your whole opinion on it because I definitely want to know what you thought about it because there's a lot of uh, mixed reviews about it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, there were people who were expecting to hate it before they even see the trailer. Right. What did you know, you their minds were already made up, and it was, you know, there's no argument against that. It's just kind of like with the tour. We got these people already knocking it, you know, and, oh, you know, fuck, fuck them. them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they can fuck off. <laughs> yep. In sure can. Um, totally. Um, <laughs> what did you think about the, I can't, God, I can't remember his act, the actor's name, but what did you think about the guy that got to play Joey for the Ramones? Joey, um, I thought he did good. I mean, he didn't have that many, you know, that many lines. I mean, right. he looked and sounded like him. You know, yeah. he's a nice guy. <laughs> you know, I met him on the, you know, I met him at the hotel. I mean, right. you know, I didn't, um, but they didn't really, you know, just the thing a lot of people didn't get about that movie was that it was. Made, I thought they should have made that more clear at the beginning. It was just like a Punk magazine cartoon come to life, right? And so everybody in the movie is a cartoon character. Yeah. You know what I mean? They definitely didn't market uh, it the way that you're 
like saying that. Yeah, it's being marked. It should have marked it a little bit differently, and maybe people would have been more open to it. You know? I, yeah, I completely agree, one hundred percent. So, um, you know, so Ramones got presented like you know, like they are, and that's how they presented themselves. I mean, look at Rock and High School. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, though. <laughs> Yeah, but I've been saying it's like they presented, they, they got presented like they presented themselves the whole time, the whole way down the line, you know? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, mean, I think poor Blondie didn't get as much, um, you know, could have been a little bit more real because Blondie had a lot more to do with the early days and uh, they got credit for it, I think. Yeah, I love Blondie. And sure. yeah, Blondie, and, you know, in television, they didn't, they didn't cooperate, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course. You know, so, right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'm sure, you know, they got, their lane heard they were talking about, you know, making a movie, he turned up his nose and, you know, yeah. said, oh, well, you know, <laughs> and uh, that was it, you know? Sure. <laughs> Same with Patty Smith. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's really cool, though, that, that, uh, that your band was represented so much and, and that somebody from Harry Potter played you. That's really cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool. I thought that uh, Stan did a good job as Genya, too. I mean, they were nothing they were nothing alike, but she got the balls parked down, you know? Right. And Genya did stand up to us like that. And, um, you know, all those stories about Genya and the Spostikas and all that are true, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, you guys are definitely... The, you know some of the original punks that were in that time so it's it's fucking awesome to talk to you I really appreciate all of this oh, oh well I appreciate being talked to you know it's uh it's definitely an honor for me I mean like I'm happy that that me and my grandmother started doing this podcast because it's given us opportunities to speak to some really amazing iconic people so yeah but yeah also before I let you go um now that I've talked your ear off um <laughs> uh I wanted to let you know that on um on every podcast every person that we interview musically um I always choose a song by them or their band to cover and I just wanted to let you know that I was going to cover Tell Me by the Dead Boys so Okay, what's well, the Rolling Stone song? Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a cover of a cover. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know, you know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, came, that came about because we thought it was... We, we, that's so we, funny. I was actually joking about the Ramones covering it. God, now I feel like... I started playing it. it. <laughs> and I started playing it. And Steve was like, me and Steve were both like, wait a minute, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Well, shit. <laughs> so, so we kept it. That's so funny. Now I feel like a complete dumbass. I just don't know. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I've just never been like a super huge like. I know every song by the Rolling Stones or anything. So honestly, I just had no idea. <laughs> well, actually, that's a very that's not their first album. It's like, you know, Man. you guys have pretty much had a bed back, been around back then, and all. God, now I'm gonna have to choose a different song. <laughs> <laughs> well, just make sure it's one of mine, not one of right. yours. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Jeez, now you can tell everybody what an idiot I am. <laughs> oh, I would do that. Oh, dude. I feel like so stupid. Now. Well, anyways, I'll choose. <laughs> I'll choose another song that isn't just you know like one of the hits or whatever. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple in there that are interesting. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's Sonic or Loser, please. No, no I, I would not do that to you. <laughs> That's all it's about to death. 
That's like being like, oh, like I really like the Ramones. Like, the, you know, the only song I know by them is I want to be sedated. <laughs> yeah. What's funny because like, uh, I'm, I'm the best one song. I hate that song until I start playing it. I love it. Right. <laughs> but all day long, I can sit around and say, no, nah, I hate this song. I hate this song. Then, you know, we got to play it once a night. I love playing it once a night. But other than that, I don't ever want to hear it again. I don't ever want to hear anybody else do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, you know? some bad version of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I uh what's funny speaking of that song I did um like record store day every year I always try to release something I always do like a cover song or whatever yeah um a couple years ago I took like three or four months and I covered the entire album of Road to Ruin by the Ramones oh that's cool that's yeah. a good idea huh that's a good idea you know yeah, um, it was really fun. I uh, it actually got. I'm surprised more people don't songs. cover Ramones songs because I mean, I think maybe the reason is because I mean, I've always wondered like most people do it like the Ramones. I wonder if somebody tried to make it like sound like somebody else, like more like more like a regular band. You know, I wonder what that would sound like because nobody's tried that. Yeah, well. The songs are great. I mean, the songs themselves are wonderful, you know? Absolutely. They can really lend themselves to some good good version. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've met somebody that's covered um, a ton of their songs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love the Ramones. Like, they're obviously one of my favorite bands, too. So I covered a ton of their songs. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited to cover, actually, one of your songs. <laughs> that's not a fucking Rolling Stones cover. Jeez. Uh. But um, but anyway, that's one of the only the only two covers we did. No, that's cool. You know, we got plenty more. You know, there's plenty of fun ones in there. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll I'll revisit <laughs> and pick another song. Um, speaking of which, what if if you had to pick, what is your favorite Dead Boy song to play? To play? Yeah. I really had fun with Son of Sam. I really had fun with, um, what do you call it? Uh, Ain't Nothing to Do is a, a favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like to do the other day. And I like what Love Is and uh, Out of Flames. They're both kind of the same song almost, but I mean, they um, both of them, I just love playing a fast, a fast style. Those two I you know, have a lot of fun with. Nice. You know, it's all, that's those two of my favorites during the show. Nice. Well, maybe I'll cover Son of Sam or I got nothing to do. Before you go, is there any uh, like website links that you want to share so that people can check out what you're doing right now? Well, I would say, you know, go to the Paul Boy Records page. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then uh, we have the Dead Boys Young Love Snotty at 40 page up on Facebook. Thanks a lot for having me on. No, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. You take care. All right. You too. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. I know that I had a blast interviewing Cheetah Chrome. So um, next up, I'm going to play the cover song that I did for tonight's episode. As you know, I always do one for each special guest. And tonight, I decided to cover Caught with the Meat in Your Mouth by the Dead Boys. And I hope you like it.
I hope you um, like it, and I hope I did you guys justice. <laughs> I know I tried, for sure, <laughs> especially with my guitar parts. Um, I'm definitely not you, but I did my best, and I hope you like it. Um, and with that said, I'd like to say some closing comments, as we always do, and give everybody the links where to find everyone. Um, as far as Cheetah Chrome, like he said, you can find him on plowboyrecords.com, and you can also find him on his Facebook. Um, just look up Cheetah Chrome. And there's also a Dead Boys Facebook as well. And you can find my cover song that I did tonight, if you liked it, and all the cover songs that I do for the show um, at my SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash erica hyphen case one. And you can find all the cover songs that my grandmother did and my mother on their SoundClouds. And hers is soundcloud.com slash official, and then soundcloud.com slash terralanning777. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. This has been lonesome doing it without my wonderful co-host, my grandmother. But um, I'm trying my best, and anybody that's still listening, thank you. And I hope that you keep listening, and I hope that you go back and, and listen to all of our amazing episodes that me and my grandmother bested together. So um, thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's it was really fun interviewing Cheetah Chrome. So um, thank you so, so much, Cheetah Chrome, one more time for being on my podcast and letting me talk you off for 45 minutes and interview you and talk about all the cool stuff that we did. Thank you so much. So good night. <laughs>